Driving the Future is a podcast about where the automotive industry is going and how not only to keep up with the rapidly changing business, but to shape it. This time on Driving the Future, we're turning things over to Capgemini's own Cloud Realities podcast to bring you a conversation recorded live recently at the Consumer Electronics Show 2024. In this special episode, Dave, Shaokya, and Rob talk to Takuya Nishibayashi of Sony Honda Mobility Incorporated about the Afila, their battery-powered electric concept car. They cover a lot of ground about the Sony-Honda connected car collaboration. Everything from how responsible and ethical Gen AI is leveraged for assisted driving, to how mobility can be used as a creative entertainment space by integrating gaming engines. Without further ado, over to Cloud Realities. I love the idea about having an argument with your car. Yeah, yeah. so I, I love that. Turn left, no. No. <laughs> Welcome to Cloud Realities, a conversation show exploring the practical and exciting alternate realities that can be unleashed through cloud-driven transformation. I'm Dave Chapman. I'm Shauke Zal. And I'm Rob Kernahan. And this week, we've got a special bonus episode where we are going to be speaking to Sony Honda Mobility about the release of the Afila, which is their connected car product, which is being launched at this year's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And joining us this week, I'm delighted to say, to talk about the Afila is Takuya Nishibayashi, the general manager and head of end-to-end system architecture in the development division of Sony Honda Mobility. Right, so what we've heard, uh, we, we've just spoken, unfortunately, we're not at the Consumer Elect- Electronics Show, so we've just had a conversation with TAC, uh, and he's given us the lowdown on on the Afila itself and what Sony Honda are, are trying to do with it. And it's not surprising to hear that Sony Honda, in envisaging what the car is and how you experience the car, is really quite different, right, Rob? Well, it's very, it's uh, yeah, it was um, it's really quite a different take on what the car um, can be. We've seen for so many years Formula One innovate with technology to actually improve the the mechanical aspects of the car right. and the way the car behaves and the drive. And what we're seeing now is gaming technology, a movie technology arrive in the car to to really take that experience to the next level with the addition of like the Unreal Engine driving the user interface and this uh, much more personalized, rich experience, which, which quite frankly might actually help take a lot of the boredom out of very long journeys. Yeah, they talk about how going into this, they've tried to make mobility be used as a creative entertainment space. Yes. Um, so it's... So radically rethinking the inside of a car. I think we've seen from other manufacturers the ability to use the bigger screens that are in, particularly into in electric cars, the bigger screens and different sorts of displays to show things like movies. But I think integrating the real engine and the use of screens around the car and being able to personalize those screens is tried to provide something that's both much more immersive and personalized but also, I think one of the big takeaways I had from uh, the conversation we had with TAC is the ability to have augmented reality navigation, which allows then the car to actually take part and be and be part of 
augmented reality gaming experiences. There's the old, uh, you're driving past the the green uh, and there's a massive dinosaur on it as you look left. Uh, that, that type of thing about the entertainment. Yeah. Let's hope the autonomous driving system is working at that point. But yeah, it's that it's that experience at the next level and, and what we might actually believe. Um, we're, we're seeing that elsewhere with AR kicking in in other technologies that mm. we use. But but yeah, here at the car, you can see it as it's now right on the fringe of what that next experience is really going to be. This can also open a lot of new opportunities on marketing perspective, right? From the car, when you are driving, new marketing experience, new sales. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at a shop and a coupon pops up and says, yeah, would you like to buy? Fun. And then you think, I'll have a Subway or whatever, or any other fast food joints are available at this time. Yeah, That's a great shout, Shout, because actually one of the other things that was that's great in the conversation is the use of natural language interface, so the using Gen AI to provide an, a, you know, a, a natural language interface so you can literally speak, but not just issue commands to your car, like literally have conversations with your car. So yeah, that is a, that is a potential, you can buy space on that platform to get the car to conversationally persuade you that it's a good idea to have a burger, for example. Yeah. It's like a fascinating <laughs> Don't idea. need that much persuasion. No. Right. A, that was perhaps <laughs> a bad idea. Or a salad. <laughs> that one might be a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, and and Shauk, we talked about autonomous, autonomous driving and the need to do that safely within this situation and the use of AI in that. Did you have any takeaways about the use of AI and, and how it might connect to things like autonomous driving? No, what my biggest takeaway was that he mentioned that generative AI is just for the user interface and the natural language. It's just a small part of the AI that is used inside of a car with autonomous driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest takeaway. We uh, often mix up the um, what what people can do with generative AI, and I think this is a very good implementation of it. Indeed. Okay. So, any other final observations or takeaways from the chat we just had? Yeah, for me, the biggest one is that there comes a time that I can hook up my PlayStation to it and start playing my games when I'm on the road. Well, you know, not only that, the president of uh, Sony Honda Mobility in the announcement from CES, which is on YouTube if you want to Google that and have a look at it, actually drove the car on stage using a PlayStation 5 controller. Did you see yeah. that? I yeah, did see I that. It. That was yeah. very cool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very pretty... cool. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is, we often talk about the new interface for the vehicle. Maybe these are the first uh, tiny steps towards uh, the uh, the end of how we understand how we control a vehicle. I think you could well be right there, Rob. I think you could well be right. And it's like new paradigm stuff. Yeah, yeah. It does feel, it does feel like a barrier has been broken. Mm. And, uh, and I know it's the car's uh, still in development and it will be released in a year or two. But, you know, in the next sort of 12 months... You can see that concept coming on massively. So the consumer experience will be what's been released plus, 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 plus. Right. Which is very and exciting. It, and, and the barrier being broken is almost to a level of, it's quite hard to get your head around. It's yeah. actually quite hard to conceptualize some of this stuff where it is right now. So really, really exciting stuff. So on that note, let's go to our conversation with, uh, with Takuya Nishibayashi, the general manager and head of end-to-end system architecture at Sony Honda Mobility. Uh, Takuya-san, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation today. I know that you must be very busy at CES this week. 
So we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, spend with us today. Maybe you could just introduce yourself. Tell us what role you do at Sony Honda. Okay. I'm Takuya Nishibayashi. My last name is quite wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> and even, even though, how can I say, my Canadian friend who can speak Japanese very well, but it's, it's very difficult for him to pronounce my name correctly. Then he's, <laughs> he just called me just Tak for short. I think that could be helpful. <laughs> Okay, so please call me Tak for short. I, I think it is convenient for you to call, call me. Quite easy. Then, <laughs> now, um, I'm a general manager of E&E System Architecture Development Division at Sony Honda Mobility. I needed to cover entire computer system in car. Wow. And not only in car, but also cloud. You know, we are now so developing cloud, how can I say, connected car. Mm-hmm. Then probably I think uh, after this conversation, I think uh, strongly would like to introduce our architecture itself though. So I strongly would like to realize true connected car. In that case, you know, if uh, we were to have separate group, it means who is responsible for car, who is responsible for cloud system, then I mm-hmm. think uh, it is impossible for us to make uh, new things. Of course, you know, f- uh, if uh, we were to follow pharma, how can I say, architecture or pharma product, it's enough. But we are now so totally a new company to build up a new yeah. car. Then I was asked from my president to consider, not control, consider how to utilize not only cloud, but also car itself. Then I'm responsible for that. And I came from Sony and I have been, how can I say, been software engineer for a long time. My main responsibility area is just definitely for software, but I also need to consider hardware it means how to utilize software by using software power. So that is the important things. So that is my role and responsibility. Well, thank you. And what an amazing bit of innovation that you have been involved in. So for the listener, at CES this year, the Sony and Honda Corporation have released their connected car, which is called the Afila. And we're going to talk to TAC today a little bit about some different elements and some design principles and some new technology that's gone into the Afila. Uh, but before we get to that, Tak, why now? So why have Sony Honda chosen this point in, in the connected car game to release the Afila and to get involved in uh, automotive? Yeah, good question. You know, so from our point of view, you know, many computers should be connected to internet. So uh, before joining Son- Sony Honda Mobility, I was responsible for Ivo, Sony Puppy Robot, and the drone system. Right, then, right. Ivo is quite a unique product uh, from my point of view. So Ivo is designed for connected Puppy Robot. It means uh, Ivo's AI system is not only in Ivo Edge system, but also in cloud system. Then, mm. th- th- together with the cloud system and the edge computing system, Ivo can realize a new generation AI system. Then, from that point of view, we, we Sony, were thinking uh, we can make a kind of innovation by using cloud technology for car. Mm. Based on mm. our Ivo experience or other smartphone experience. Then, this is the reason uh, we decided to enter this area. And... Also, Sony has uh, good sensor sensing technologies like image sensor or other sensors. Mm. And on the other hand, Honda Honda one also want to change uh, their own car. How can I say strategy itself? 
But, right. but of course, you know, Honda needs to care. Today's product portfolio, it means Honda is a good company. Honda also wants to change something. This might be a reason Honda decided to work with Sony. Then uh, we established Sony Honda Mobility as a joint venture. Right, what an what an exciting move, and and the thing that caught my eye when when looking at the Afila and looking at how you guys are talking about the car is the purpose of redefining how mobility can be used as a creative entertainment space. So rather than just coming at the car from a point of view of you know autonomous driving or um, you know kind of software updating and such like. There is a real difference here, I think, in terms of how you guys are thinking about transportation and mobility. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. So now uh, we are thinking uh, we can redefine the relationship between car and, how can I say, person. Yeah. Then, <clears throat> so as I mentioned, I, we, uh, our president, Kawanishi, and I used to be responsible for rob- robotics uh, Sony uh, puppy robot. Then we strongly want to change uh, the how can I say, relationship with machine and humor. Mm. Mm. Then you know I but I but try to communicate with his or her owner as much as possible. So we are thinking we believe we can change the relationship between car and mobility and the people. In that sense, sooner or later, mobility will be. Uh, trying to communicate with driver or passenger proactively. Mm. So, so that, that, that is our thought for Afira. So what would be my, if I was in a normal car mm-hmm. or I got into an Afila, uh-huh. what, would I, what would I experience as being different between the two? Good, good point. <laughs> you know, we are now so developing Afira itself, and we are also thinking to update Afira software by using OTA. Then it is a little bit difficult for me to say what is the uh, difference from today's our prototype co- comparing to your today's car. But I think uh, at, e- even though today's prototype, I think you can enjoy good sound quality and good picture, how can movie quality. Right, and also you can see many. How can I say messaging from car from our media bar? So do do you know our media bar system? No, please please uh, tell us about it. Okay, so media bar is a kind kind of how can I say display for outside of a car. Then mm. between how can I say headlight, we have dedicated LCD panel. Then right. we can right. show by using that LCD panel. Afira can show several messages, not only uh, how can I say message, but also picture itself. Mm-hmm. Then, so we are now also thinking, so how to utilize this, how can I say display though? But so far, uh, we are now also thinking to show, for example, battery status or weather forecast. Mm-hmm. Right. Once uh, you want to, how can I say, ride our Afira, then you, of course, you need to cross our car. Then Afira tried to detect you. Then once Afira can understand you are coming to Afira, then Afira just shows, hey, I'm full charge. Or with a forecast today, uh, for example, uh, 20 Celsius, then uh, you don't need to wear a long coat, for example. I think such kind of a communication might be happened. Right, yeah, exactly. And, and what I also noticed was that the Afila's internal screens and such like will all mm. take on 
you know, whatever personality you want it to have and like maybe connect to your phone or to your PlayStation and things like that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. All right, right. Of course, you know, many our customers, once you enjoy our PlayStation game in Afira, but mm-hmm. in addition to that, uh, probably I think you might be, you might see our Kawanishi's press conference two days ago. Yeah. So Kawanishi just mentioned we are not, uh, we are using Unreal Engine for how can you say realizing new user interface. Then probably I think you might be very surprised when you saw our new user our interface itself. So for those who, for listeners who aren't aware, the Real Engine Five that's utilized I think within the platform and the Afila is a gaming platform. So how have you leveraged a gaming platform within the connected car to, to provide a different experience? Yeah, good question, good question. You know, again, so I used to be responsible for smartphone. So I used to be responsible for smartphone development. Then <clears throat> at that time, so many smartphones user interfaces is for work. Just showing, how can I say, tile or how can I say, entire window. Mm-hmm. Then and the transition is not so how can I say so harsh. Yeah, just how can I say quick transition transition. Right. Of course, you know it, it is quite uh, how to say important things for smartphone user to change uh, such kind of thing as soon as possible. That must be a good user interface for smartphone. Mm-hmm. But if uh, we were to use the same terminology for car, I think it is not so impressive. Then mm-hmm. on the other hand, Unreal Engine. Is gaming gaming engine? Then I think uh, you can see totally different user experience in game. It means many. How can I say? Fantastic transition or effect is happened. Yeah. And and the Unreal Engine is also a three D graphics engine. Then we we can display many realistic characters inside as CZ. We can show our Fira itself by using Unreal Engine, and we can sh- we can display a bunch of objects outside of cars by using a Unreal Engine. Right. What's nice about that is that next level of experience. So we've we've come from the film and movies and the games where we see this really mm-hmm. rich graphical environment that's almost lifelike, and then you're bringing this to the car. So suddenly when we get into the car, it's not this boring display, but it's much more exciting and uh, compelling to sit and look at and use. That's that's nice that you've lifted the user interface and the experience to the next level. And we've been using that technology in some fantastic games for years. And now it's in a you know the next platform, which is quite exciting. Yeah, that, that must be our point. Yeah, we are, we are always saying uh, just, uh, we want to change uh, today's car to more entertainment platform. Then in that sense, you know, of course, we strongly want to support gaming itself in cars, though. But, you know, we are also thinking entertainment should be, how can I say, moving experience itself. For enhancing uh, such kind of experience, we want to, how can I say, use more rich graphics technology or moving technology. And as Pa also mentioned, we also need to support good movie playback and audio playback technologies. And do you see... In terms of the usage of the car itself as transportation, mm-hmm. the fact that, and we're going to come on to how you're u- utilizing Gen AI in mm-hmm. in uh, autonomous driving in a second, but do, do you envisage a, a world where it's not just the passengers, but it could be the drivers that are interacting with the entertainment experience within the a feeler 
or do you see it mainly to support the passengers? Yeah, good question. So I think there are several, how can I say, discussion points, even though in Sony Honda Mobility, though, of course, you know, in the future, we can realize through uh, autonomous driving. In that, in that case, you know, driver and passenger can enjoy content itself. But until that, you know, for a while, I think our ADAS level should be level 2 plus. Then in that case, you know, driver also need to care about driving itself for a while. If we were to support only content playback, I think a driver is not so happy. Yeah. I mean, a passenger is just, is just happy. <laughs> it, would <defi> <laughs> it would definitely be better to be a passenger. I, I often yeah, yeah. think that. But uh, then, then now, so we are, we are thinking, uh, we, we also need to consider driver itself uh, should become happy. Then, yeah. then for that, so if uh, you have a chance to have uh, how can I say, user experience movie on YouTube, mm. so we, we are now so developing AR navigation. Right. Then oh, wow. That AR navigation system is also how can I say, running, together, running together with Unreal Engine 5. Then we can put several gaming essence into AR navigation as a prototype today. Wow. It's, you know, probably I think you might know in, in how can I say, in gaming world, there is Pokemon. Pokemon, the English is a kind of air gaming. Yeah. And, you know, how can I say, player needed to walk around in the real world. Then a uh, player just fi can find a Pokemon or other, right. not, I'm not so sure, enemy or other object uh -huh, through uh -huh. smartphone. Then <laughs> Amazing. One, then uh, once you change, uh, how can I say, air entertainment mode of air our navigation system, then you can find many dinosaur or object in that. Then driver tried to go there. Then driver capture such kind of things. Then our air navigation system can re remind what kind of how can I say object or dinosaur were captured. So that is always right. kind of a gaming gaming essence. I think I know what's my next car. You don't go and play on the console anymore down no, the PlayStation. No. You get in the car and drive it around. Yeah, it's more the, fun by the sounds the of it. The car becomes an object. <laughs> the car becomes an object in an augmented reality game. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Quite fascinating. Yeah. And if we could just bridge into ADAS then and, and uh, autonomous driving and the innovations mm -hmm. you've made there, I understand you've leveraged Gen AI within ADAS for the car. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit about the steps you've taken and the innovations you've taken in autonomous driving. Yeah, so, so far, at, at this moment, uh, we, we don't think uh, using generative AI for autonomous driving itself. Then, uh, of course, we are, we are thinking to utilize today's AI system as, as much as possible to AD and ADAS systems, though. But gen generative AI is slightly different. Then we are now also thinking to use generative AI to communicate with communi communication between car and driver or passengers. Right, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the car would have a completely natural language interface. He's exactly. And not only natural language interface, but also kind of a conversation from a car. Yeah, oh. brilliant. Amazing. It, so it, you we, can have an argument with your car, I quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> When we've covered connected car on episodes of the show before, 
we've often talked about an American TV show called Knight Rider, mm-hmm. where I don't know whether you've seen it, but it, it's, it stars David Hasselhoff and he has a talking car called Kit. And one of the things that we do to test whether cars are innovating fast enough mm-hmm. is to say, you know, can it, can you talk to it yet? Like Kit? So I think what you're confirming is yes, the Afili, you will be able to talk to it like Knight Rider. <laughs> We have been talking about Night Riders, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. But on the, on the other hand, it seems like I think uh, for under 40 ages, so it's a little bit diff- uh, difficult for them to imagine what is Night Rider. Right. That's true. <laughs> true, true. That is, it that is, is true. Yeah. It, is, it is a retro reference, admittedly. You need to be of a certain age <laughs> yes. to, yeah, to appreciate right. the brilliance of that yeah, reference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so when uh, we decided to make uh, Aibo, then uh, we tried to refer a uh, Japanese animation. Itmina. Do you know Doraemon? Uh, no, kind, I don't know. Kind, kind of a body, body robot. Right. Yeah, right. so, yeah, we we just refer that, and to <laughs> to realize a feel a feel a conversation system. I think we have to re- refer Night Rider. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> excellent. <laughs> a Night Rider mode. Yeah, you just yeah, enter yeah. a code in, yeah. and Kit appears. Night Rider mode. Yeah, so, sometimes you know our feel can make uh, irony to driver. It seems like we have today frustrated. <laughs> then please calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that must be our, how can I say, goal. <laughs> now, I, I, I think that's absolutely perfect. Now, our other touch point in movies and such like when it comes to cars and our expectation of what a future car might look like is Blade Runner and the spinners and the flying cars in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So what's your thoughts on, you know, just very briefly, what's your thoughts on the, the, the sort of the future of where that might go? Yeah. Good point. So I, to be honest with you, I love driving car itself. Then, mm. <laughs> then uh, I always strongly want to drive my car on the road. But mm-hmm. on, right. on the other hand, just before okay, joining this Sony Honda Mobility, again, so I'm responsible for head of software for drone system. Ah, cool. A, quad, quadcopter. Yeah. Then, yes. then, you know, to, to realize quadcopter, there Again, so there is no road in the sky. It is quite easy for us to enjoy many aspects of landscapes. Then sooner, mm. I, then sooner or later, I think our car would be flying <laughs> in the sky. You know, it's exactly the right tangent because, you know, the spinners in Blade Runner are effectively drones, right? I mean, it's using drone-like technology just built into a car shape and oh. chassis, so... Yeah, yeah, hopefully, but uh, probably I think we might need to, t- to wait 10 or 20 years from now. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the work you've done with Microsoft on this and how you've leveraged the um, Azure platform and the Gen AI mm-hmm. tool set. So perhaps you could say a little bit about um, how you've used the cloud in the background and cloud scale computing as well as the tool set to support the car. Yeah, good point, good point. Of course, you know, uh, we have to have a Microsoft more deeply, though. It's very difficult only for us to use cloud system to make a conversation features. To realize that, you know, we needed to have a always connected network 
But on the but unfortunately, in in case of a car, it is impossible for us to make to keep uh, how can I say always connected to, to the cloud. Then probably I think uh, we might need to have how can I say a little bit optimized one on the edge at first. Then together with a cloud, I think we can make a conversation features by using Microsoft Azure OpenAI. So. Probably I think we have to discuss with Microsoft more deeply about how to realize such kind of use case. Right, I see. Where does the control data from the car go to? Does it go up to the Azure cloud or have you got a, like a private cloud somewhere that's got you know, all of the data that's coming up from the car? So at this moment, uh, we are now so under discussion though, but we oh, have yeah. to keep a secu- security and privacy as much as possible. I, I trust Microsoft's Azure system itself. It means that they have already, uh, they have already had, how can I say, safety and secure cloud itself. But mm-hmm. before going that, you know, we might need to, how can I say, filter to send the data from our car or our cloud system to Microsoft Azure system. Then probably I think uh, such kind of how can I say, report, uh, topology will be considered much deeply rather than today. Uh, we, we have not to violate anything. I see. And maybe just to bring our conversation to a bit of a close, what's the release strategy from here? So you're obviously unveiling it at CES 2024. When can people buy it? When is it rolling out? So this is totally open information. We are now also saying uh, to start uh, the mass production on, on 2025. Then, from 2026, we will start deliver our car to our customers. So, at this moment, again, uh, we are still under the development. Then, uh, yeah. we we strongly would like to understand our customers' demand or dream for today's car. Not not only existing car, but also today's our prototype. It must be okay. Then, we strongly would like to understand the customer demand correctly. Then, yeah. by using our software technology or farmer experience through Sony or Honda, Honda company, then I, I strongly would like to leverage our engineer to realize such kind of demand or brain. So by using cutting-edge technologies together with many of our talented partners. So that is my dream. And that is what I strongly want to show. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us, TAC, today. And thank you very much for taking the time during a very busy schedule to come and tell us about the Afila. Uh, yeah, you are welcome. Uh, that must be my happy. Yeah. Well, we end every episode of our podcast by asking our guests what they're excited about doing next. Um, it could be you're looking forward to uh, going home from Las Vegas, or it could be something in your professional life. So, Tack, what are you excited about doing next? Uh, probably, I think uh, my, how can I say, next half of things must be uh, reading many web articles or listening many podcasts about our CES affairs activities. Yeah. <laughs> of course, well, we can I help you it, with that. 
Yeah, thank you very much. And I think it is not only happy, but also happy things, though. But we have to understand the customer blame or demand again correctly. Very good. Thanks again, Tak. So a huge thanks to our guest this week, Tak. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks also to our sound and editing wizards, Ben and Louis, our augmented producer, Marcel, and of course, to all of our listeners. We're on LinkedIn and X, Dave Chapman, Rob Kernahan, and Xiao Kizal. Feel free to follow or connect with us and please get in touch if you have any comments or ideas for the show. And of course, if you haven't already done that, rate and subscribe to our podcast. See you in another reality next week. Cloud Realities is a great show. I'd encourage you to head over to the link in the show notes to subscribe. Driving the Future will be back again soon to talk about the latest in automotive. Until then, thanks for listening.